0: Good Gabs, sponsored by SkillSkin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. Another interesting conversation today, everybody. Uh, we have the great pleasure to have Curtis Kelly from Canopy Credit Union, the Director of Marketing and Community Development. Curtis, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is my pleasure today. Curtis, what's happening? How, how are, are you doing? You? I'm well, how are you? I'm really great today. Yeah, just uh, working through the throes of winter here in good old Spokane, Washington. Yeah, it's been warmer.
1: It's made that easier. This time yeah,
0: year. I know. Where's the snow?
1: Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get any before the holidays, uh-huh. and I'm ready for it to not be here post holiday. So yeah, it will well, be interesting. Come so January and yeah, February. so
0: do you do you play in the snow? Do you you know is that so your world or sledder? Sledder, yeah. all right. Yeah.
1: And I snowshoe, but I never got into skiing or snowboarding. And at this point of my life, I'm wondering if it's probably too late to go beat my body up and learn
0: this. It's never too late. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I'm a summer person myself. I want to be on the water. So I'm always thankful for this time of year because any bit of moisture that's coming down is going to, you know, rise the level of the lakes. That's right. There you go. (laughs) And I just know, (laughs) like, this is the payment for all the summer fun. Make it greener. Yeah. I love that. Heck yeah! Well, how's your morning going? What's going on? It's been good. It's just all the end of
1: the year wrap up stuff right now, but it's also just an exciting time of year because everyone seems to be either taking time off that they're ready for, or just have events going on that bring them joy in life. So totally, yeah, there's the energy in the air.
0: Well, and Canopy Credit Union continues to get a lot of press right now. You guys are doing big things in this Thank world, you. Maybe maybe let our listeners know what you know what's happening.
1: Oh, we have a lot happening right now. Uh, It's been a busy year for us just in terms of we've really leveled up our community development. um, And we've had a lot of fun playing around in new areas that we haven't had expertise in in the past. So we almost put our learning caps on again. Okay, like what kind of things? New for us this year. We've always really focused on financial education. That's been a big part for us as our mission. Uh, and providing that to communities that may have been overlooked by financial institutions in the past, or just not had access to financial information. And this year, we started doing translated workshops. So oh, wow. that's what we've done—five or six different languages this year. And that it's sounds been like a, a long, giant lift. <laughs> it, it has been a big lift, and it's also been very humbling learning about different cultures, financial institution, uh, and their their financial system so we can help relate it to what ours are and how it's similar and different um i would never
0: put that together but it makes sense right you come from a a, maybe a different part of the world those systems are gonna be different
1: yeah they're like what's a credit score and so then we're looking at okay does your financial system have something similar if yes we can relate it if no buckle in Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's been a really humbling really fun experience and I came I didn't come from the financial industry I came from social work and so really? it was that really seems cool. unique. yeah it was it was a pivot and it, thankfully yeah. I was able to it feels very similar at, at times which is nice too
0: uh well here help us understand some of those similarities because that that seems like a way left turn going from social services into you know the credit union yeah world.
1: yeah it was actually a really fun journey in terms of I did my undergrad and grad focusing on social work and then did that for a while and really loved it, but just knew that I, I didn't have probably the thick enough skin um, and tenacity to... You're a softy too. at yeah, heart, yeah. all right. Well, I you feel you. Like me too. coming down. Yeah. Um, started looking around and uh, ended up being able to get my MBA at Whitworth and through that met a lot of colleagues in Charlotte, our CEO. And she started talking about Canopy and I was like, that sounds really cool and all. But, you know, this is, I had my perspective of businesses and organizations then. And I grew up in the nonprofit world. So I was like, I mean, are you really, is this legit? Right. Yeah. A little skepticism. Yeah. yeah, That's fair. It could be healthy. And saw a job at Canopy and I was like, well, that really feels, it was in community development, and I was like, well, that really feels like it kind of marries what I've just learned in my MBA and what I have learned previously in social work. And thankfully, they took a chance on a guy that had no previous financial uh, institution um, experience. And I've just loved it ever since. And for the first couple of months, I was kind of waiting for, you know, to peek behind the curtains. Like, okay, I know we're all saying that, uh-huh. you know, we really pa- are passionate about this. And, um, then i just kind of got hit by a track and i was like oh this is legit everyone here is here for a purpose and to serve the community and um we find areas that typically are overlooked by other financial institutions not out of uh, any wrongdoing more of just hey where where's not right? where's yeah. the support at and we kind of call it our rearview mirror you know like uh-huh. where have we driven past and we can look and see where we've missed so we can turn the car around and go provide support there
0: man. we uh, can make a movie about our lives called trading places because like yeah <laughs> you came from uh, the nonprofit social services <laughs> i came from the corporate and yeah okay nice that's but awesome. there's similarities right and they there's a need for people for like sure. us in these different environments yeah you can bring yeah. a different
1: lens to this is how it is from this perspective with this organization we're helping right now
0: yeah just help uh, more people yeah absolutely. charlotte has a way about her huh
1: she does she yeah. is i mean She's legit. I, it was I, like three. Oh, go ahead. I
0: was going to say, I just uh, started up uh, the Whitworth Certificate in oh, Executive nice. Leadership. Nice. And, um,
1: Are you with uh, like Dan Mahoney and Kevin? Yep, and Ken Parker. Yeah. And
0: that was, uh, so we just did our first session, you know, maybe two eight nine weeks ago Congrats. and yeah we're we're gearing up for january and i'm just starting to get into like the whitworth universe okay and no, uh, I it welcome. is a universe yeah. yeah thank you i'm really seeing it and then i i connected up with uh charlotte and like we'd been talking a little bit and i raised my hand i'm like can charlotte be our group's uh mentor yeah. please? because she's just doing cool stuff and just captivating individual
1: yeah 100 percent. it was it was actually in dan mahoney's class where he talked about you know what's the difference between a manager and a leader and i was like one weekend at canopy and i was like okay she's just a leader through and through i mean wherever the torch goes we will follow just because you know you have full trust in that and you're just excited about what's going to be new and exciting and passionate in that area so
0: well i love hearing that and i can i can see it and why you know an organization might take a chance on you know someone that doesn't look quite fit the mold yeah. right yeah. but like really belongs thank you i appreciate <laughs> yeah. it and yeah i'm still thankful for that too so well i can see it so you know a lot of our listeners like they benefit from direct donations from credit yeah. unions, uh, including yours. For sure. And I think a lot of us are just real curious, like how does that work in the background? How do organizations decide who they're going to you know, work with yeah. and what kind of priorities they're going to have for yeah. a given year?
1: That's a great question. It kind of depends on what those first just core values or mission of that. Let's just say financial institutions, um, what their core value or mission is. And does it align with them? And so we have some financial institutions here that focus a lot on education or um, certain types of workforces. And then they can say, okay, does this nonprofit or organization align with who our core membership is or our core values are? If yes, then let's move them on huh. to that next bucket. Um, and then other times for us too, we, and a lot of financial institutions have a lot of Um, Thoughtful conversations around, you know, have we supported this organization before? Maybe, you know, how much support do they have? Maybe they are overlooked. And for us, that's kind of our bread and butter. Uh Um, You know, who's helping the helpers? And so then we say, okay, they're not getting a lot of necessarily attention or financial support. So maybe that's where we come in. We can do maybe a pair of boots on the ground and some financial support too to see. Yeah,
0: because there's a lot of different ways to support, right? Not just money.
1: Yeah, 100%. And so we try to be really creative with that because we also find that that builds just really genuine relationships with those organizations too. And we're able to pick their brain and see, you know, what is this is great to support you with this event, but what is what's the next year or two years or three years look like for you? Uh, Okay, so sometimes these are long term relationships. Yeah, for sure. We don't we especially don't like to just say like, oh yeah, we'll support you this year and then thanks. We want we like to say, you know, This is the beginning of our relationship this year, and then we're excited to see where we're at three years from now.
0: Anything culturally um, that drives that decision-making?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think, again, it starts with the top, right? And so Charlotte's been really passionate about serving the underserved, uh, and that just trickles down with fire, right? And so uh, we get really passionate in our community development team about okay, this is these are areas that we're passionate about as Canopy. These are areas that, again, might be overlooked or just doing really cool work that's unique for our community, right? And so this year we've been really focused on translated educational workshops. And so it's like, cool, what, you know? And unfortunately, there's a lot of organizations that are under-supported in that area. Sure. And so it's like, cool, we're going to buckle up and see how many of them we can help this year. Um, and then there's just really fun organizations, too, that are doing unique things that are close to home with our community and that we're proud of and want to be a part of
0: anything that you want to highlight today that just like really speaks to you personally.
1: Yeah. I, so growing up in the nonprofit world cause my mom's always been in, in nonprofits and okay. So
0: this is in your blood. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. um, percent.
1: I love focusing on organizations where it's kind of the underdog too right and so we this year for us we've worked a lot with thrive manzanita house carl Maxey center um, and just cool organizations that are lifting people up and empowering them in different ways and we have this kind of this triangle that we look at with canopy and so are you underserved are you under resourced or are you underestimated and if you fall Dang. into that bucket, it's like, cool. We want to make sure that you're not any of those anymore. And how can we come in and help that?
0: I love just putting those parameters together. Yeah. You know, thank okay, you. Okay. Yeah. Now we can say that you fit into what we want to do yeah. and we're going to really help. Yeah, for sure. What's a, I just, I keep thinking here, I'm sure you get random calls like Curtis, we're thinking about this. We want, yeah. you, we need some help doing it. Like what's your role in that? Like, are you boots on the ground sometimes? Are you, you know, making resources, you know, move around? Like,
1: yeah, how pr- do you fit in? We're pretty crafty in terms of that. We, I am boots on the grounds a lot of the times with that. Um, so you're not just the
0: guy with the big check walking yeah, down the yeah, street, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: and it's more fun that way too, right? It's always great to be able to financially support organizations, sure. Um, but I have way, you know, way more fun going to meet them, teaching a financial education workshop. um, and it, that that's that part of social work that really checks that box without having to be in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I love going and it's, you know, typically once or twice a week, I'll go do some form of workshop or education, um, with a different nonprofit we're working with or for profit too. Cause we know that a lot of people are financially struggling right now. Totally. and don't have that information.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, if you didn't have a great role models yeah. in that, yeah, how would you know? It's not taught in school. Sure. Well, it's is. not taught at your work generally. generally unless you partner right. with yeah. someone like you. Yeah. Um, and it's been a historically
1: yeah. taboo topic
0: in the household too, right? And so it's fair, right? Becoming I guess... more normalized, but. I'm Just thinking about my own yeah. self, too. It's like, uh, my parents, thank goodness they, uh, you know, talked to me about saving. They, I think, the nice. best thing they taught me about financial literacy was the idea of compound interest. Oh, like you. I didn't listen to them, they're brilliant, but they taught me that's, <laughs> that's why, yeah, I can't it. fault you, mom and dad. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, they definitely had that conversation, but that's just not the case in every household, yeah. right? That's yeah. uh,
1: what is it? Einstein. Most powerful force in the universe is compound interest. So I believe that. It. Parents are going. Okay. I believe it now. <laughs> yeah, now I got some right.
0: years under me. Um, okay, well, I think about just our organization at SkillScan and mm-hmm. some of the work. I mean, we exist to help adults with disabilities yeah. and employment as our world. That's amazing. We've never pulled in this idea of like financial literacy as a as a topic for for learning. Yeah, I like think we need to. It's.
1: Great you say that too. I was just, I was meeting with someone last night and they work with, um, Goodwill as a contractor and they are hoping for an organization to get certified in financial coaching for adults with disabilities. It's a specific certification you can get. And I was like, sold. Canopy will do that. Just because again, another either underserved, under-resourced or underestimated population. Yeah.
0: We're checking some of these boxes
1: and it's we um, want
0: to be a part of that yeah i want to yeah. be a part of that too. yeah that sounds and great. a lot of the times like people's it's their first job yeah. uh, when they come to work for us and so we're good about like getting them connected to bank accounts like hey you don't really want to check right let's talk about direct deposit like yeah. we're great at those conversations but then we kind of that's like That's the end. Sure. So if we can have a partner to like really dive into like the complexities and details of, you know, what financial literacy is. For sure. I just see nothing but wins
1: there. I love that. And the best part, too, one of my favorite parts with a new organization is the first time we go in to a new population. um, I mean, you hear financial literacy and you're like, boo, that sounds like a lame way to spend my night. And then we get a couple of folks to come. And then they're like, oh, that was actually like fun and like engaging or took something away. And so then the second or third time we have a much bigger group than the first, just because you know, that word of mouth of like, it's not math class, I promise.
0: Yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah. that's. I mean, you're doing great work. You've got my brain just uh, rolling right now.
0: We did an event yesterday. Uh, Our executive producer, Dana Devine, uh, is kind of leading the charge on helping kind of pull together this idea of people living with disabilities and employment mm. and those living in low-income housing mm. So we learned there's a lot of people living in low-income housing yeah. that have disabilities yeah so we, we got this program building and we're going to you know we're taking this thing nationwide but that's Let's another go. component though yeah. is the financial literacy piece for sure people are already afraid to uh, even have a job mm. because they're thinking they might lose their benefits yeah. and things like that and yeah. just you don't a know
1: threshold and you might feel like you're making. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: it's a, it's just an interesting thing that, and I feel bad. I just didn't pull that together until today. Well, like I mean, our worlds like need to collide. Yeah. Well, yeah. they just have <laughs> yeah. look at that. <laughs> nice. Well, what else is happening at the credit union right now that you're getting excited about? Yeah. One of
1: the other things that I'm really proud of us for is, so we offer um, financial coaching from certified financial coaches for free for both members and not members. And the cool part about that is if you look up, you know, average cost of a financial coach in Spokane, you're typically going to spend somewhere between 120 and 180 bucks an hour. Um, And then so to offer that for free for anyone in our community, not members and members um, has been a really cool thing to see grow and level up. And so it started our first year, I think we did like 86, which that seems we kind of high. We were like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then the next year we did 201. And then this year we just hit 408. So oh, wow. So this program's growing. It's just growing. Okay. Fire. Well, tell
0: us what that looks like then. Yeah. Like, what do you do? And you say, hey, I'm ready to talk to someone. Like, what's that process yeah. look like?
1: So the first thing is we have our coaches go through a financial coaching program to get their certification. Uh, and that can take anywhere from eight to 16 weeks. And then they take a. Um, a federal test and then they become a financial coach. And then from there, I always give an example of what financial coaching looked like. In one day I had two appointments and the first couple, our first pair of members that came in, um, they were young, they were like in their early twenties and they were getting married and they just wanted to see what a budget looked like so they could potentially get a house in a year. And Smart they, have, oh, they might like, stay married. Really? With yeah. the budget. I was like, way to go here. <laughs> about finances. And then the very next meeting I had was another uh, parent individuals coming in, and they were coming in because they were getting a no fault divorce. And it was one expensive, and two, then they wanted to see what you know child support was going to look like and budget. I was like, whoa, totally different energy in the room, right? But yeah. really cool to see. Again, two individuals working together around money in a maybe more complicated area.
0: But they both needed help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, we have folks coming all the time to talk about their credit score and see what, you know, maybe ways are to improve it. And my favorite thing is is there's just no shame or there's no pressure when people come in. They might come in with a four eighteen credit score and they won't have a single piece of shade or shame thrown their way. Um, It's just truly to see, okay, this is where we're at. This is where you want to be. So here's our game plan. Like we got this. And then really just trying to level up and empower that person. Because again, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, And sometimes for our members, our individuals in our community, you do know, let's say ways that your credit score is impacted. And sometimes you just don't have the means. If it comes between not paying your credit card and not paying your utilities, yeah, you're going to pay your utilities every time and you should. Uh, and so, where there's.
0: I remember making those choices when I was real young. Yeah. Like just absolutely. trying to get out. Like, They're like, how many credit cards can I put this on? So, it's, yeah. I remember sure. making the wrong choices too and watching uh, come home one day <laughs> yeah. and the power was off. <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
1: It's those core memories. And it's, it's, you don't either, you don't know what you don't know or you don't have the means to do what you do know sometimes. So,
0: incredible. And uh, how big is your team?
1: So we have, we started with one financial coach and I think we're up to 12 or 13 now with four more on the way. And so it's
0: just, okay, can't so be fully an investment. invested into yep. this process.
1: And we've just seen the impact that this has had on our, our nonprofit business partners that we work with. Cause we'll bring financial coaches into organizations too, just to do one-on-one sessions with their participants. Um, but we've just seen the impact in our community and had that feedback. We're like, this is awesome. Uh, we actually just, we're something that we're really proud of. If I can toot canopy's horn for a second. Please is, do. Um, we just won a national award where we came in second place for adult education. Uh, and a we just national found, award? Yeah, and we just found that out. Congratulations. You know, multiple, thank you, thank you. It's I mean, it's all, again, that team and Charlotte setting this as a precedent for this is who we are and this is what we're going to focus on. And just seeing the gap that, hey, this is something we can fill that's not being fulfilled in our community right now
0: yeah i'm blown away i didn't realize just that's the level of impact you know yeah a credit union can have and like and it's a choice right yeah for but sure you all have decided this is where you want to go
1: and it's just so easy too when uh, you come to work and you know that's the mission that you can get behind so passionately and everyone else around you is passionate about fulfilling that um again as I call myself a failed social worker as a compliment. Yeah. Um, but it's a, uh, it's something that makes coming to work so fun and exciting and engaging.
0: Okay. So then this brings up another idea yeah. for me. Cause I have like, I have a bias I think in my mind that was, like, there's a requirement right for mm. any financial institution to like give back to the community. Sure. So that, that's correct. Right.
1: Hmm. I wouldn't say there is a requirement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, well help. Yeah. Yeah. Help
0: educate me.
1: I think that's one of yeah. the last things in terms of when we're looking at like a sponsorship request, one of the last things that we look at is, you know, that what, what branding goes into it for us or what it's just, again, a lot of these organizations either are underfunded or don't have that financial institution support. So we don't expect them to have a big canopy banner at an event they have, um, it's just more of like, hey, this is the need in our community. They're doing really cool things, and we want to make sure we support that. And certainly, there's those bigger you know, if we look at like a hoop Hoopfest or something like sure. that, there's going to be those, yeah, I want 10 backboards or something like that. Yeah. Right? How, are, how else uh, are you going
0: to, you know, get your message out where, you for know, sure. hey, look at all the good we're yeah, doing. Yeah. Maybe you want to do business with us. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And so, I think it depends on the organization. I think if they're, well founded and financially stable, and maybe have a lot of other financial institution support. Those conversations can happen a little more organically. And then I think if they they fall into that triangle of under supported, under resourced, or underestimated, um, that's just such a, a thought that's on the back burner yeah. where it's like, cool, this is what you need right now. So let's see if we can get you going and squared away.
0: I dig it. Thank, Thank you, Curtis. So what's your journey look like? How did you get to Spoke Hand?
1: So I grew up in Spokane. All right, and I went to Mount Spokane in high school, and then I moved to Ellensburg and went to Central Washington. Nice and did the Berg, the Berg, and I did my undergraduate and graduate there. Started doing social work in Ellensburg, and then and my wife and I met there, and we loved Ellensburg, just the small town feel, and lived there for seven years. Moved back to Spokane and did social work here with the tribes for a while. And then was fortunate to, when I was ready for that chapter of my life to close, for the one with the canopy to open up. Yeah. And so that's kind of the journey of how we got back to Spokane. And um, Is this going
0: to be your spot? Do you want to stay here?
1: I Yeah, we love Spokane. The only place we would actually move to is New Zealand. We've been there, and uh, we just... Are obsessed with it. It's amazing. And yeah, vibe, yeah. so feel, it's like, like Spokane everything. or New Zealand. Well, so yeah, you no, know, those <laughs> are clear choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I hear New Zealand's pretty cool. One of my buddies, uh, Devin Biondi, is the North American rep for all New Zealand hops. No way. I know it's like this weirdest job ever. He lives in Spokane, no but way. he basically works for New Zealand farmers. Wow. And so yeah, he's uh, dealing with uh, selling hops to you know, by the boatload. Does he need it in turn? Uh, <laughs> right. I'll ask. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just, but he just raves about it. That's so, awesome. alright yeah. well, you all right. Y'all well, got it on my radar yes. now. I'm I'm ready to see it. There you go. Head to the mm. Shire. Yeah. You'll know, yes. get lost there. Curtis, anything else that uh, you're thinking about now? that You think our um, you know listeners should know about Canopy, about you, or just you know credit unions in general? Yeah, I think
1: that when you're thinking that you're going to get turned away somewhere or you're going to have no support. I think it's really good to just have that open conversation and just, you know, come talk to a financial coach or come uh, just connect with us. Cause one, we're excited to hear people's stories and something that we say internally and externally a lot is your credit score doesn't tell the whole story. Right. And it's, it's not who you are. Yeah. And the hard part is, is there's, there are financial financial institutions uh, in the U S and in Spokane that you can't even open up a savings account if your credit score is not at 640. And 640 isn't, I mean, that average in Spokane is 678.
0: It's not. So there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that,
1: that. And again, if you get turned yeah. away by one financial institution, it makes sense to lump most together. And you don't want to feel embarrassed or anxious about that. But there are really cool organizations out there that. Passionately want to serve and work with those individuals and help them go from a financially surviving to a financially thriving situation, Um, and really just answer that question of one of my favorite questions I ask with groups is what is wealth to you, and especially with um, these translated workshops we've been doing, the answers are just like beautiful and unique. You know, sometimes I'll go ask that to um, like a teenager here in Spokane, and they'll be like, "Oh, owning." a boat and a Tesla. And I was like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, but for a lot, like one I heard the other day was, oh, just not worrying when I get to the checkout stand, whether it's for a pack of gum or a whole week's worth of groceries. And I was like, oh, chef's kiss, man. I love that. Like yeah. that's, that's so simple and powerful. And so that's just where the unique part is, is we'll work with you wherever Is wealth the Tesla and boat to you, or is it being able to buy rotisserie chicken without having to worry about your car getting declined.
0: So, so we're hearing a lot of great information, you know, but what are something that maybe differentiates Canopy from anyone else? Yeah, that's a great question.
1: I think one of my favorite things that Canopy does is, so we're, we're what's called a CDFI or a community development financial institution. We're the only deposit taking one in Spokane. And essentially what that designation means from that 30,000 foot level is, you are going to help people, and then to people that are typically overlooked or turned away by financial institutions.
0: Okay, so that's like in the charter. Yeah, like
1: yeah, absolutely. Okay, and that's, so we have you know guidelines that we to keep our designation, which is one of the things that we're most proud of. Um, we have certain guidelines that we have to make sure we're doing, which really at the end of the, the day just lines up with our mission, vision, and values. Um, but that's things like you know. Again, taking those populations that are turned away by other financial institutions, uh, making sure that they're not feed out of accounts, right? That We hear that happens all the time. So making sure that they're not going to receive that, right? They're not going to receive that treatment um, and giving them opportunities where others may have not.
0: Okay. Is that unique to Spokane or does every, you know, city have like a financial institution like that? Yeah.
1: There are CDFIs all over the country. Um, But it is unique to Spokane where Canopy is the only deposit-taking one, um, which has just been a really special uh, place to find ourselves in because we're able to have conversations with a lot of groups uh, that need a CDFI and they need that that financial institution that will, one, hear their story uh, and, two, support them in one way or another.
0: Incredible. You heard it right here, everybody. Yeah, listen to Good Gap. You're going to learn a lot. Curtis thank you thank you thanks I appreciate your time it today. I love your energy yeah this right there, just got been you. awesome yeah well um, yeah it just blowing my mind and I, I know yeah we're gonna help a lot of people with disabilities together. Yeah, absolutely that's powerful I love that well have a great rest of your day thank now, you happy holidays on. happy holidays. holidays thank you